And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the final 2021 episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, we have an incredible show ready for you. You're going to get some Forza Horizon 5 uh, gameplay for most of the show. We might have to change it, throw some little Halo Infinite in there. No spoilers, of course. And want to just welcome everyone. Uh, Obviously, the holiday season is upon us. Everyone is racing around to get their, you know, their presents for their loved ones. As a matter of fact, uh, during the live show, I might have to exit stage left because Mrs. Boomstick's new very comfortable leather chair is being delivered. So one of my co-hosts here will take over hosting duties until I get back. It should, should only be five or ten minutes. But just in case you see me bounce out, it's because of that. But, folks, we have a lot of stuff going on that's very exciting. First of all, it is uh, the debut of Boxenberger on camera. Uh, obviously, he did his end-of-year discussion that I was a part of last Friday, which was amazing. Big turnout over there, uh, and uh, obviously, that's where he made his de- debut on camera, and he is here once again on camera. Boxenberg, how the heck are you, man? Happy holidays, gamers. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can't wait for Christmas. Looking forward to see all my family and, uh, and play a lot of games. Uh, I have two weeks off work, so... I'm looking forward for a great break. Um, I can't wait to discuss the highlights of Xbox in 21 today. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, this is going to kind of be shot from the hip because everyone's going to have their own opinion on how Xbox uh, did in 2021. I, I've I've already gone on record saying that it's probably the best year they've had in over a decade, but we will break that down as we get to the topic. But next up, Pong Soul, brother. I swear, every time we, we meet and we hang out, I feel like we haven't seen each other in weeks. And here we are once again to end the uh, very, very solid 21 campaign for all of our channels. We've all seen extreme growth. We've seen uh, incredible um, accolades through many, many, uh, you know, heartwarming, uh, uh, you know, words of advice from the community. Uh, you know, and and I think that everyone has hit the ground running specifically on this panel, and I cannot wait to see what you bring in 2022. But how are you, man? Doing great, boom. You know, there's no, there just isn't a better way to start my Tuesdays off, and I always look forward to this. Like you said, it feels like it's been forever. It feels like that way when I go on all these shows with some, with, with all my extended family, all my brothers and uh, my sisters, and. Um, you know, it just thinking back on 2021, what an awesome year this was for gamers, uh, gaming, yeah. and then for us in this community, especially like you just said, boom, the growth and what an honor it's been uh, to be a part of your growth in your empire, boom, that you're building over here. Oh, so it's, it, it's extra you. special. It's extra special that you gave me the opportunity when I jumped in to this whole podcasting thing. Uh, and I can't be more appreciative. So uh, ending this uh, 2021 campaign here on a Tuesday with you, uh, with Zemi and Archimedes. Uh, shout out to Mav and obviously shout out to 3-Bit. Miss you, uh, brothers, as well. But uh, what 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 a great way. So glad to be here. Glad to see everybody in chat already rocking and rolling. We got some good topics. Let's talk about what Xbox did in 2021. Yeah, uh, and, and and quite frankly, it's going to be a very positive conversation. Well, one, I'm very positive. I think we all are. But I think there isn't too many 
you know, uh, knucklehead moves that Microsoft pulled off during the uh, 2021 uh, year. I mean, obviously, the the only thing that jumps off the page is the double price uh, of Xbox uh, Gold or Xbox Live Gold, and that was immediately rectified through what we what we're supposed to do as a, as a community. When something happens, we voice our opinion and we do it in a way that's uh, proper. And Microsoft uh, pivoted very quickly and uh, responded in kind. But uh, we, I saved Zemi Games uh, for the last, for a specific reason. Uh, normally, obviously, he's the cog that keeps this show rolling each and every week. And that cog, unfortunately, folks, is leaving the show. Uh, this will be his last Xbox Factor podcast. Um, we are going to try and get him on when he has some free time. Uh, we're going to try and get him on uh, some primetime gaming in the future, which is the evening show. But he got a very uh, very good job that pays pretty damn well. And he's going to be obviously responsible for many, many things. But Zemi Games, it has been a one heck of a ride with you, uh, especially with me, because you <laughs> first started out on uh, the Xbox Factor podcast when, when I used to work with uh, the Welsh Gamer. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you and then you said, listen, I, you know, I, I'd like to come over to breakfast with Boom because, you know, it was uh, it was it was a better, better suit for your schedule. And then you went from breakfast with Boom to, hey, I want to be back on the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursday because that works my schedule. Yeah. And folks, unfortunately, he is leaving the show indefinitely. But, we, you know, it's been one hell of a ride there, Zemi. Yeah, no, it, it has. I mean, Mav and 3-Bit, they're so cut up about it. You know, they, they, they couldn't make it to the show, right? They were you devastated. Know, they're, they're, crying, they're rocking in the corner crying. I know. In, I, in feel, the closet. I, I feel so bad about it. No. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, uh, new opportunities, uh, you know, arise. And, and this opportunity is is is, is phenomenal big. for, big. for me it's, personally. It's, 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 it's big. big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not gaming related, but you know, for, for my personal life, it's actually really, really big and, and something I'm super excited about doing, you know, accepting this new job. And of course, you know, with me working, you know, eight to five at a company, it kind of makes it hard to be on a podcast on Tuesday. Um, but you know, I am the cockroach that can never be killed. I will find my way back onto uh, a panel somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe the Monday show, maybe just pop it in every now and then whenever I have the free time on Tuesday, uh, or or the Friday show. But uh, I, I, you know, I'll still be around. So, uh, but no, boom! It's been an absolute pleasure, man. You know, I started uh, hopping on your podcast. I think in two thousand and seventeen. Yes, uh, it has been a while uh, for sure. Uh, but no, it, it's always been a pleasure, man, and uh, and I hope to return, uh, hopefully, some way soon in some capacity. Yeah, well, I, I expect that you'll <laughs> find your way back at some point. Yeah, Pong, please. Oh, I was just going to say, hey, Zemi, don't worry. I'm going to keep up the God Howard Shrine in your well, absence. Yeah. So I okay. will take over. You, you're going to dust clean. it off every day. <laughs> dust it every off. Day. I'm going to. I'm going to win that pictures every day. Don't worry. I love okay. I'll take care of it. Good. Todd Howard okay. will be well represented even after you leave. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. But, folks, uh, as, as, as I've been advertising, this is uh, going to be our Xbox Year in Review episode. Uh, oh, uh, and, again, no script, folks. We are literally shooting from the hip here because everyone is going to give their own personal take and opinions on uh, what and how Xbox did in this year. I think a lot of us are going to have very uh, potentially the same sentiment, but I think that we're all going to come at it from different angles. 
Uh, and of course, uh, when we're done talking about what they did in 2021, we are going to ponder on exactly what they're going to be doing in 2022. And I think they're going to have a banner year, not only in first party releases, which we know some of them, I think there are still some secrets that we don't know. I still am in the the, the camp that I'm not letting this go, Pong. I, I know that I'm going to be shunned if it doesn't happen. Uh, I believe that next year, at least in the first, uh, and I'm, I'm saying the first two months, maybe, you know, maybe uh, the end of January, early February, we get an announcement from uh, Phil Spencer that they have acquired X, uh, X publisher, not X studios. I think it's going to be a publisher. I'm still banging my WB drum. I think that they have uh, a lot of potential. They have a lot of talent. And I think that when you look at, uh, you know, when you're going up against Sony, who has a, obviously has a lock on MCU, specifically Spider-Man and now Wolverine, they're going to have to combat them. They, they, they may not want to talk about it now. They may not want to talk about it today, but that's going to, that, that, that conversation is going to have to come up. They're going to need, I'm not saying that if they don't have it, they're, they're going to fail, but I think that you need an answer to the MCU, which right now is the hottest brand across all spaces, whether that be gaming, film, comics. It, the MCU is, is a hot commodity, and, and, and you know Sony has their their you know gates closed on it for a lot of reasons. I think that the Spider-Man situation with the use between Kevin Feige and uh, Rothman over at, uh, at, at Sony, I think that is a, a real thing. I honestly believe that. But let's get into one of the smaller topics before we get into the the big uh, big Xbox topic. And uh, I have to call on Boxenberger first here. Uh, folks, if you don't know, if you're not already subscribed to... First of all, if you're not subscribed to anyone here, you're doing it wrong. But specifically Boxenberger, because yesterday he dropped a video that was not only very well done, but it was extremely informative. Now, I'm not a tech guy. Like, I'm, I'm 51 years old. Like, I, I, I'm not, I don't understand what cryptocurrency is or NFTs. I understand the basic math of what they are. But he broke it down in a way that, you know, I could understand. And that's why I want to call on him first. Because last week, the makers of Stalker 2 got themselves in a bit of a, uh, I guess, uh, trouble or in the crosshairs of gamers uh, when they announced that NFTs were going to be a part of Stalker 2. Now, some people don't know what NFTs are, and basically we're going to get the breakdown of what they are, but I actually think they did not, based on the article, based on their wording, I, I, I think they got it wrong, to be honest with you. I don't think what they were trying to say is that they were going to use NFTs for this game like NFTs are being used to like buy comic covers and stuff. Like I watched the Den of Nerds and the guy Josh is always like literally during the live show, he's like, okay, I, the, the new F NFT is coming up. It's, you know... Uh, uh, the first uh, appearance of Silver Surfer, and he, you know, he hits it. Oh crap! I you know, within seconds it's sold out, and and there's only X amount. Um, but I think what he meant is premium DLC, I, and I honestly think that it. I mean, is it is it a language uh, barrier thing that they didn't understand? Maybe they were trying to explain it in a way that wasn't NFTs, because to me it sounded like they were trying to say. There is going to be premium DLC 
we are a small developer and this would be a way for us to continue to fund our studio. And I think that that is perfectly fair. Pong, you were saying earlier that you don't give a shit, pardon my French, because quite frankly, if you're just here to play the game, you're not required to buy the NFTs. But please, Boxenberger, explain for us what that exactly meant. And 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 am I right or wrong on this? Did they really mean NFTs or was this some sort of a, a misunderstanding? Oh no, they they definitely meant NFTs. Um but the the whole stalker conversation is the perfect example of what is at the moment really wrong with NFTs in gaming, and that's communication. Yes, they really do a bad job in explaining what NFTs are, what the gamer actually gets, what are his or her benefits. Um, and that's that's really one of the main problems. Um, I've seen over the course of the last three, four weeks, a lot of talk on social media about uh, NFTs. And generally, the, the community is, is just hating on them. Um, I Like you said, I did a video. Um, I highly recommend everyone to check it out. Um, yes. It's probably my worst performing video ever. Uh, but that usually I, happens but when, yeah, when it's, I, it's I the have controversial topics. Yeah, no, I don't think it's the, the controversy. See, I don't think that's what it is. You are very talented and you're very fair. Even if you, have, even if you're speaking about yeah. controversy, you, you're very open about what you believe, what you don't believe. I actually don't think that's it because my numbers haven't been that good either. I think that it's <laughs> really, honestly, not the video uh, presentation. Uh, I think it's just this time of year everyone's yeah. running. Yeah, probably, probably a lot of people just don't have the time right now. Uh, all uh, get ready for prepar- uh, for the Christmas preparations. However, the thing is. Um, I, I leave the details of NFTs and how they work uh, for that video. The, the general idea, just to make it really brief, is um, that with an NFT, you get the ownership of a digital item. NFTs have been there for quite a while, actually, now. We have them in music. We have them in art. We yes. have them everywhere. Um just a couple of months ago, uh, the the most expensive video clip ever um, got sold via as an NFT um, for six point six million dollars. Uh, it's a short Christ. little GIF. Um, it is wow. uh, ridiculous in my mind, but six point six million dollars for yeah. our, a file is basically for what a you're file saying. for what you pay is the thing is wow. um, NFTs. I'm in the wrong allow business, you folks. That's. <laughs> I've said that so many times. Business. We're doing it all wrong. Now the thing is, um, NFTs allow you to have actual ownership of a, of a digital item. In in games, that could be, for instance, an in-game character, a skin, uh, I don't know, a weapon, whatever, something like that. Um, the idea with the whole stalker thing was basically that they give out, they, they are building up that stalker metaverse, yeah, where you basically can live as, as your avatar in, in that in that world. And they were giving out unique um characters. But the so basically um it is you own a special character that only you can own, and you can do whatever you want with that character. You can sell it, you can keep it, you can what whatever. Um the problem with NFTs right now is really, um, like I said, first communication. Um, I think Phil Spencer spoke about this last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago as well, where he also said um, that all these companies are doing really a bad job. Explain the gamer 
what are his or her benefits? Um, they Microsoft has obviously this 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 motto: uh, put the center in the focus in in, in everything they do. They want to want to give the the put the player in in as as the main um, main customer and focus on his needs. And with that, they want to grow their their business. And how how these companies are doing it, it doesn't seem like it. All companies have only spoken in investor calls over NFTs. They have never addressed them directly to gamers. Ubisoft, Yves Guillemot, said in an investor call, they, we, they are not looking for new ways to monetize gaming or, or whatever. He said, and I quote now, we are looking into new ways to build economies. He's not talking about gaming anymore. Andrew Wilson, the, the CEO of, of um, EA, similar phrasing. Um, and that's that's really the thing. They have never spoken to to gamers about this. They are just using um, NFTs as as new ways um, to to improve their profits. And I get why people are really hesitant towards NFTs because if we look at the browser and gaming and mobile gaming market, that's where we have NFTs right now. And all of these games are really all bullshit and there's really literally nothing <laughs> good to say about them i i, I love um, I, I love how clear you are that's great yeah they're, they're total bs <laughs> that's really 99.9 percent .9 of them are not even games um you literally they, they don't run in an engine or anything you can the, the only thing what what you do in those games is um basically either creating nfts or selling them and and here's the second problem uh, the next problem with those nfts um, yes, you own that digital item and you pay whatever money for it. But there is no such thing as a unified marketplace or, or where, where you can sell your NFTs. So what basically happens is they have to be all traded in cryptocurrencies. And again, there's no unification around cryptocurrencies at the moment. There's no regulation. It's an open market. So what has to happen eventually is that every publisher will build his or her own cryptocurrency then you have a ubisoft cryptocurrency and an ea cryptocurrency and activision cryptocurrency and then they can charge you exchange rates yeah if you want to sell your character your in-game character you have to, to pay an exchange rate to get a bitcoin and everyone knows how <laughs> expensive it is to trade bitcoins into actual real money again so that's another way for them to monetize yeah not just through selling you nfts but also um as, as kind of the merchant that has owns the currency and and the marketplace so yeah I, I would much rather just buy the horse armor I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you it was simpler it was simpler <laughs> <laughs> but the thing it really is um and we don't have to, um to kid ourselves nfts are coming um I I don't think there's anything we can do about it um it, the important thing is that we speak up um because we have seen it in the mobile and, and browser gaming market. There is really, th those games are not games anymore. And that's what I'm concerned of. We have seen how much microtransactions changed gaming. Yeah, they started with free to, uh, they started actually with um, Oblivion and that horse armor. But later on, they were mainly put in, in free to play games. The free to play games already changed the, the gaming landscape a lot. But now we have, microtransactions all over the place we have full price games that really heavily rely on you still buying microtransactions all these sports games like fifa come to mind yeah and it it really has changed 
gaming a lot, microtransactions. It's the main focus of those companies. We have seen all the earnings reports from EA, Ubisoft, Activision. They are all making most of their money from microtransactions, not from game sales anymore. EA reported that they made not even a third of their income from game sales. Two-thirds of the income were uh, in-game monetizations. Yeah. yeah. That's and and of course, if that's the case, it changes gaming. And that's what I'm concerned of. That's my concern. I love gaming. I love my core gaming experience. I don't wanna want, want to have um games that are centered around either me making NFTs or uh, me buying them and trading them and whatever. Um, I have the stock market for that. I don't need that in, in my in gaming. And yeah, that's that's really my concern about it. Um that it will change uh, the core gaming experience um, just like microtransactions did. Um, but I remember all too well, I'm old enough to remember it all too well, when the horse armor was introduced, everyone said, nobody's going to buy that. Who, I'm who's be going with to you, pay? I, I was the first one to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, you, rem you remember, yeah? It, it was really, who is going to pay money to change an in the looks of an in-game character that, that, that no that this was beyond comprehension for everyone no one thought that is going to happen um and here we are 15 years later microtransactions are all over the place um and it's, it's yeah. actually become the biggest aspect of gaming yeah. if you think about it when you have yeah. an ea who makes an unbelievable amount of money and they're and, and they're reporting that two-thirds of their profit margin have come from digital transactions. Uh, they made $1.67 billion in well, only three months, in three there, months, in one quarter through microtransactions. That's ridiculous. It, so yeah, yeah, boom. And that's it's really my concern. I'm afraid that um, because these NFTs have a lot more potential to actually change the core gaming experience because it's not just about making in-game stuff um it's about trading it selling it um making um fake rare um items that that give people the the idea that they have or own a very special and unique item and all these things come together and if you think about that in relationship to all the metaverse talk we have right now there's really a lot of potential um I want to say one thing, last thing, before I hand it over to either Pong or Semi, um, is it's not all bad. Um, there are potential ideas um, with that NFTs could be used in some sort of good way. One thing is definitely um, selling uh, used digital games. Yeah, um, Today we cannot sell our digital games, but once you have the actual ownership of your digital game, there's possibility to trade that on a, on a marketplace. I know I'm full of bullshit and no company is going to do that, but it's a it's something you could do in potential. You you, you could, also, but I don't think you'd ever see it because what yeah. happens is, is that you now at that point have removed the actual producer exactly. of, of, of exactly. said game. I I, I mean, I, you bring up a fantastic point. I want to go to Pong because Pong, you, you went on a bit of a yeah. rant. Mm -hmm. And and I, I want to get your opinion. I, I I didn't unfortunately hear your rant, so I'm hoping that you go you go crazy now because <laughs> I'm interested. Where do you, I mean? First of all, the only thing that we should be talking about uh, for Stalker Two is a 
it's a exclusive currently for Microsoft, right? We don't know if it's three months, four months, six months. We don't know if Microsoft went back to the table and say, hey, listen, we're going to pull a Sony. We're locking this behind the box for a year, right? Uh, that That's something we could talk about. Uh, talk about the fact that it's it's going to be using the Unreal Engine 5, which is going to be amazing. Uh, the fact that it's going to be in Xbox Game Pass day and date, that's something else that we should be talking about. And instead, we find ourselves talking about NFTs, which I'm going to be honest with you, as, as the old man in the room, find it to be ridiculous, like uh, utterly ridiculous that they are going to find a way to rake us over the cold and you had said something boxenberger there really is anything we can do yeah there is uh voice your opinion properly right without cursing and doing you know ridiculous things and when it does come to it don't financially interact with it uh that that's that's the way they realize that it's not going to work but 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 by all means pong please give us your your opinion yeah well, I know you said this is not a big topic, but it kind of is just because of it's kind of taken a life, uh, a life, taken on a life of its own at this point. Here's 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 the deal. NFTs are ridiculous to me personally. Okay? Yes, but I, I agree. But, I, but I've said that about a lot of things, you know, in, in, in over four <laughs> decades, and I've been wrong about a lot of things. We, we right? all have. It's, 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 it's not just you, we, you know. Right. But to me, this is the horse armor right now of this generation when everybody found out that the you know we didn't have social media back then like we do now obviously uh when horse armor came about but we had forums uh you know and and different places like that uh obviously there was gaming magazines were still huge and when everybody found out that the horse armor was already on the disc that they bought from you know with oblivion and they went after bethesda right that was the that was a big moment uh, everybody was saying, Hey, I bought this disc. I bought this game. It's on the disc. Why don't I own the horse armor? Why do I have to pay another $3 to unlock it? Well, now look at us today. Like yeah. you said, boom, it, 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 we don't even own our games. We are now purchasing licensing, right? That's, that's yes. what we're doing at this point, basically. Um, so NFTs are inevitable at this point, right? It's going to be something that we are going to hear about. My big issue with this whole situation is that 90% of the people out there right now, the mob on Twitter, don't even know what an NFT is. Yes, they don't understand that, the concept. That's very true. They have not taken the time to learn about them. Please, everybody, do go watch Archimedes' uh, video. To very informative. A, very PS, informative. But Thank you, guys. You, you need to learn about something if you're going to have a strong opinion on it. If yeah. you don't, then I can't take your opinion seriously. And... Going after an indie developer who's just trying to make some extra money, right? We, again, Stalker 2 devs shuttered their doors. They were closed down. GSC was closed down. Yes. They reopened. Half their team went on to go make the Metro games. The other and, half and, of the, and is what's yeah, left. Yes. Yeah, of what's left. And yeah. then obviously they've hired more people again. But what I'm Punk, saying is uh, this is the, the funny developer. thing is they didn't even want to make money out of it. Right. They said they are handing it out to the most passionate fans of that metaverse. C correct. Correct. But obviously they were going to take their cut in the yeah. end of the day. Right. They, they were going to experiment with this. There's nothing wrong with it. Fundamentally, if it doesn't change the gameplay, if it's not giving a person who spends, you know, $20, a thousand dollars, $20,000, 
an extra advantage within the game. And again, we're talking about a single player game here, but if it doesn't change the core mechanics of the gameplay, if it's not giving somebody an advantage, I have zero issues. It's optional. Just like all DLC cosmetically is optional. Well, a perfect yes. example of that is yeah. Halo Infinite. Halo right? Infinite, correct. If you, if you, you want to just be a plain old Spartan, and yep. you like what you've unlocked through the, uh, you know, through just pr- regular progression. And you just listen. There, there are people that play free to play games for for several reasons. One, right. they don't want to spend the money. Or two, right. in some cases, they can't afford to. So what this does is it gives them a game to play. But if you don't want to partake in, like I, I, I've already dropped. I'm not even gonna shit. I'm not even gonna sit here and BS with anybody. Eighty dollars. Yeah, at least maybe even Boom, let's, not, let's not talk about the numbers because I don't want to think about it. No, no, no. But I mean, I, I but I'm being honest. Like, if I, 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 yeah, but I, I, I wanted I wanted to do this. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah. Like Pong was saying, it's it's completely optional. Right. And I and I, I do want you to touch on the the attack on the yeah. small studio I, i'd like yeah. you to really kind of that, yeah that's where that's that. where i was going because the attack on the small studio is what i have a problem with here okay look we need to lay down we need to draw the line we've done that very well as a community when it comes to uh dlc that is a pay to win situation we've drawn that line to the point where now developers when they announce dlc they go it's cosmetic only don't worry right yes. they, they all come out and they tell us that it's yeah. cosmetics only We've drawn that line. They get it, right? But to go after a small studio after, look, Ubisoft, when they announced what they were going to do with with Ghost Recon NFTs, they didn't even get as much pushback as what the Stalker 2 devs did, right? And that's where I have the problem here. This is just a small team. It wasn't all respectful. It was, some of it was very hateful. It was very harsh. It was was very, very harsh. And this this comes into question, Pong. Yep. What community was attacking them? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say indefinitely it was the toxic MFs yeah. that we see just dump on Xbox because that I, I don't like throwing everybody under an umbrella. No. I don't like doing that. But you gotta you it, it, it you gotta ask the question. It's gotta be asked. No one no one's gonna answer because I don't follow social media like that. Like I give a yeah. shit what anyone says, but if you are going to attack uh, a studio i i think you're you're asking for trouble but please continue yeah no and, and i think that again it it wasn't all in good faith a lot of it is the mob mentality this yes. has been going on for a long time this is the problem with accepting and even supporting the mob mentality when it comes to any type of situation no matter what we're talking about this is what's become the norm now and when everybody decides oh it's the cool thing to hate on something well guess what we're gonna hate on it and again nft bros aren't doing themselves any favor okay they're very cult-like they push their stuff a lot on people right they're like you know it's backed by the crypto bros so again you get a lot of pushing going on and so people get annoyed with it and they don't want to see it like i don't follow any nft people or at least i don't think i have no i don't and i still see it in in my feed right so again it's out there it's being pushed hardcore right now so therefore a lot of people are annoyed with it but to go after a small studio i think is just wrong you can respectfully say hey i don't think this is a good idea yes. and then give your points yep but to just simply say nfts suck i don't want them in my game you guys are terrible for even thinking about doing this 
focus on the game. Don't focus on the NFTs. If you think, honestly, the Stalker 2 devs were giving up development time on Stalker 2 to go pursue NFTs, okay, look, I got another thing coming for you, okay? That's not how this works, okay? NFTs aren't taking away from development time, all right? We've already seen how incredible Stalker 2 looks at this point. We know they're doing good work over there. This was just going to be a little side thing that they added to it. To help a small independent studio financially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, look, again, we have to draw the line somewhere, but NFTs are going to be inevitable. It's just another way to take ownership of cosmetics at this point or an in-game. You're going to have your face digitized as an NPC, which was one of what the Soccer 2 devs were going to do. An NPC that had nothing to do with the main story, by the way. They were just going to give the opportunity for somebody to buy into the game, to own their digital image within that game. That's all they were trying to do. It was going to be no big deal. Look, when you talk about EA, when you talk about Ubisoft, when you talk about Activision, when you talk about any of these big corps that we know are run by investors and that that are going to try to push the boundaries then yes we can get worried and we can start pushing back again in a respectful manner that to say hey th- this better not be game changing cuz i'll give you an example ea could if they wanted to use nfts within their ultimate team okay so with ultimate yeah, team right now yeah with ultimate team right now right you buy packs, okay? This is no different than when I was huge into sports card collecting, okay? It's no different. However, there's a logarithm behind it. And because you're just buying something digital that goes away the next year, again, it, it it's, it's terrible, but it is what it is. If you want to play ultimate team, you're going to buy into the packs because you need to obviously build the best team possible. So right now, everybody who's buying those packs technically has the same chance to own, let's say, a... 90 let's say a patrick mahomes card 98 rated right you have the potential to buy you all everybody who buys packs has the potential to get that card now ea could take an nft create a one-off 100 rated patrick mahomes nft card and sell it so that only one person could own that 100 patrick mahomes and then that person could either a use it in their ultimate team with a an advantage over any everybody else, right? Or they could turn around and sell it at the auction house, where EA gets a portion of that money. Now, yep. for the ultimate team people out there, the players who are absolutely hardcore, they have their leagues. You know, there's big money involved in some ultimate team leagues. Yeah, legit stuff. They could potentially raise that price of that one individual card up to you know, 10,000, 20,000, $50,000 to buy the advantage, right? That's where it gets bad because now, now you have something that only one person can own. And if they, if they is, have the financial uh, b- yeah, backing to do that. They, correct. They are better off than a lot of people. So they yes. get to pay to win. That's where this crosses the line, okay? And and for gamers, and again, we've made this clear, but this stuff has been going on for a long time. It is really no different. If it's cosmetic only, it really is no different than DLC, except for the fact that that one person is going to own something unique, okay? But it's not going to affect the gameplay. But again, if somebody wants to pay $10,000 to walk around in Halo in shiny gold armor, and that's their prerogative. And if they have the ability to do that, so be it. Is it going to affect how you know my my 
my play? Is it going to affect how I feel about Halo? No, it's not. I don't care. If somebody wants to throw their money at something like that, feel free. People have been doing this in CSGO forever, right? Yes. This has been around. You should see the skip. People are paying thousands of dollars for a knife in, in CSGO, okay? It doesn't affect the gameplay, but they've been doing this for a decade now or more. And so I just don't, I just, the overreaction is where I have a problem with the attacks on a small developer. Yes. When Ubisoft did the same thing, like Jez pointed out on the Xbox two yesterday and shout out to Jez and, and Rand. They did a special Xbox two yesterday. Jez said, well, really actually, good, by the way, yeah, yeah. He, he said, well, it actually goes to show you how little people care about ghost recon and how much people care about stalker two, right? Because the pushback on stalker two was so much greater it than was. it was on the ghost recon. Um, so he said, obviously, Stalker 2 is more popular than Ghost Recon right now, uh, which is a which is a good point. But I just think that the the attacks, the the unprofessional attacks, the personal attacks, the the vitriol that's used against a team, just again, an indie developer who shuttered their doors at one point and have come back to life again to give us Stalker 2, I think is crossing which the by line. all rights, Pong shouldn't even exist. Correct. Correct. Exactly. And I yeah. just think it's crossing the line. And I think it, again, it goes back to that mentality we've seen for quite a long time. That's somehow become accepted in a lot of ways that we can all, you know, jump on the bandwagon and hate on something to the point where it gets personal, where it, it crosses those lines. There's yes. threats involved. All that stuff needs to stop. And we as a community need to start stopping that too, as well as saying, hey, you guys can't give a pay to win situation here. That's the problem that I see with this. Um, and I think that everybody as well should get out there and learn about some of this stuff coming down the line because it is going to be with us. But if you're going to have a strong opinion, please learn about it. Learn about yeah. NFTs. Take Again, the time. I'm not talking. About, yeah. I'm not talking about becoming an expert, yeah, but the absolutely. information's out there. We can, we, you can read up on it and really get a better understanding of where, you know, where it's coming from. First of all, why it's becoming such a big deal with blockchain and crypto behind it and how it could be, good in some ways and how it could be nefarious in other ways and then go ahead and form opinion on what a company is trying to push out there and whether or not it's going to affect you and your gameplay that's all i'm saying i mean uh, you make you know, everyone you've, you've made some fantastic points both of you have and uh well again maybe not the biggest topic of the day but i think that it's certainly uh worthy of a conversation and i absolutely agree with you pong uh, if unchecked, this could go down a very dark path. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And sure. we and and as gamers who uh, who are very very vocal, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's really bad. Uh, we have to let them know that we are not going to tolerate this because the first offenders yeah. would be the Activisions and EAs to take yeah. advantage of this and find a way for their investors that run the company. Right? It's it's not the studio heads. Right. It's no. the investing board that makes these decisions. And, and if we support it in any way, shape or form, they're going to rake us over the coal. So do not do that. Uh, Zemi Games, let's get your final opinion. And we're going to get into, you know, why we're here, why we're here, why we're celebrating Xbox in 2021. Sure. What, what, what are your thoughts on this, on uh, specifically the NFTs, but more importantly, the way the studio was treated by several very boisterous people in the community? Yeah, I mean, you know, no, very few studios ever even come close to deserving, you know, 
the 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 type of hate that we see, right? You know, very very common. Um, and, and I don't I don't think that the hate that this studio received was necessarily due, uh, you know, to them. Um, you know, the, you know, these NFTs, you know, a lot of people, I think, kind of look at NFTs as, as microtransactions, right? Just like the evolved form. And, and before the show, you know, just talking, you know, with Boom, you know, I was like, hey, this is kind of like just the micro you know, transaction 2.0, right? It's just an evolved form of it. And I, I think a lot of people, they, they, you know, they, they, they get upset very, very easily. And, and I, I, you know, overall, I don't think that, you know, any hatred or uh, anything like that is necessarily deserved to this studio for what they're doing. Um, I, I, I don't think that they're necessarily doing anything wrong. Um, and, you know, like Pong said, like Boom said, you know, this is a studio that historically has had uh, financial problems. And, uh, you know, fortunately where, you know, they were able to, to make Stalker 2 happen and come out and so on and so forth. And if creating exclusive in-game content that is, you know, very, very limited in numbers allows them to generate more funding and make a bigger profit off of this game, uh, to lead to them, you know, expanding the Stalker universe or bringing us into brand new universes, I'm perfectly fine with that. So I, I don't think that the studio did anything wrong, I, you know, and, and ultimately, I think that, you know, a lot of the hate that they got was was probably misguided. Um, as far as NFTs go, though, you know, like I said, I, I think it is pretty much, you know, uh, to simplify it to, you know, to the bare bones, microtransactions 2.0. And, you know, it, it, it's a change for the industry. And with any change, you know, most people, they, they don't like change, right? You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, ch you know change you know, makes them afraid, it, you know, it, it drives fear into people, right? Um, but I think overall, there, there's going to be positives and there's going to be negatives if NFTs end up blowing up the way that microtransactions did. Um, one of those core benefits, I think, is the actual ownership of digital goods. Rather than just having uh, purchasing access to a license for digital goods, people are going to actually be able to own digital goods. And of course, as Archimedes you know, uh, stated, uh, that could lead to being able to trade and sell used digital games, um, which I think is something that GameStop is actually currently looking into. I believe that they have like uh, like an NFT site that they're currently building or something. And, and of course, that, that's, that's an added benefit, uh, of course, extra money to uh, certain developers uh, will, will, will go a long way to, you know, making new games that we otherwise might have never gotten to play because the revenue wasn't there. So th there are benefits to it. Of course, there's also cons, right? And the same ways that we saw, uh, and, and we as gamers believe microtransactions were kind of taken advantage of, uh, you know, pay to win, those types of mentalities, which we don't really see all that often today, uh, but most certainly existed previously, um, those things could kind of creep back up, right? Just out of greed, you know, paying for an exclusive gun that does extra damage, right? Um, those types of things could pop up. And, and, and those, I think, those practices are what gamers are really fearful of, right? Um, but overall, you know, I, I think that NFTs are, you know, going to you know, just change the industry in, in a positive way, but they're also going to change it in potentially a negative way as well. Um, the fortunate thing about it, though, is, 
you know, microtransactions, you know, have transformed in such a way that 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 it's kind of like a naughty word, right? It's kind of like the word that you know, um, yeah. <laughs> developers have kind of transitioned over to marketing their games as not having microtransactions, right? Um, and and I can see the same thing potentially happening uh, with games that that use NFTs. You know, eventually. If these practices are, are 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 seen negatively by the majority of gamers, um, they'll they'll kind of wean themselves out, or they will change into a more positive light, such as what we've seen with you know cosmetic only uh, microtransactions. So I'm not super fearful of where the industry is heading with this. I you know I, I think that all gamers should definitely keep their eyes open to it and and make sure that you know no company is taking advantage of their wallet. Um, but I, I, I think these types of things always find a way of working themselves out. And, uh, you know, I, for that reason, I'm, I'm not super, super fearful of, of microtransactions. Um, you know, for all the companies that, that use these practices, there of course is, are going to be other companies that decide, uh, to still publish games in the quote unquote traditional way. Um, or, you know, maybe the, the, the neo-traditional way of just, you know, having the game come out and then having DLC that you pay for, but no microtransactions, no NFTs. There's always going to be people, developers, publishers that put out those types of products for people because there's still a demand, right? There are still gamers that don't want to fool around with microtransactions um, or, you know, potentially NFTs in the future. And so to me, I'm not really worried about it. I just see, you know, it, it's just another change that is happening to a rapidly changing industry, that being the games industry. Um, but as far as the whole stalker deal, I, I, I don't think any of that, you know, negativity was necessarily warranted. Uh, and, you know, right. I mean, it, it's just the way that gamers are, right? Um, it, unfortunately, so. We're a fickle but, bunch, but I think that there yeah. comes a point where you have to understand that when you start making threats, see, see again, I, I'm, I'm putting on yeah. the police officer hat for a hot second. If you don't understand this, when you make a threat over the internet, whether that be, you know, you, know, you voicemail somebody, or you write them an email or a nasty th threatening letter that that that's that's a that's a class a misdemeanor you you can if if they push the envelope go to jail for shit like that so you know be be more sensible i i mean you know i i i i'm gonna say that one of the things that i was a little annoyed with this is the unbelievable overreaction it, it really was uh taken to uh a level I, I don't think I've seen in quite some time. And I think both Pong and, and Boxenberger would agree, but continues on me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I pretty much ended it, but just to, just to end it on, on somewhat of a chuckle, the, the company that, you know, in, in many people's eyes created microtransactions uh, or specifically the game developer, Bethesda game studios. Uh, haven't they also been really historically, the the game studio that has the least amount of luck with microtransactions if we're going to be much. honest i mean the horse yeah. armor did not go over very well and then i think of course you know um they they had the create uh the creation club like the mods that were yes. kind of like microtransactions and that did not go over very well and then of course far uh, far cry uh, 76 um, did not go over very well for, for a consumer. So they they created this beast and they have not really had very good luck with it. It's really just a shame for them. Yeah, it, it is. It, but look, it, it is what it is. It happened. They retracted it. They're not doing NFTs for Stalker 2. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I'm, I'm assuming that there is going to be some sort of a paid DLC that's talked about much further from where it is today because they don't want to. That's something you don't you want you don't want to mess with. I'm um, obviously they were in the crosshairs of several people. I again personally, it doesn't affect me. I'm not saying that. Just put just I was sticking my head in the sand because I'm watching this very closely because it is going to affect us at one way or another. It just depends on how far it is going to it's going to go. Whether it whether it starts out with something like a digital you know your digital face on an npc which if you want to pay for that if you ever wanted to check off that particular check mark in the bucket list of hey i'm i'm in a game maybe you want to pay for that good on you if you if you want to spend that kind of money i i personally would not do that i'm okay just playing the game um but there are people with with uh money that they can burn so to speak so again it features everyone's own but i think that i'm very proud of how we covered it I'm very happy that we did talk about it. I thought it was an important conversation, but I do want to get into the main crux of today's uh, podcast, and that is to celebrate and discuss Xbox in 2021. I think that there is certainly a mountain of things to get excited about. Uh, There were some hiccups in the road. Usually there are with these big corporations, but I like to judge... Like I like to judge them on how they respond to the criticism, and I, like we said in the opening, they responded uh, v- quite quickly. I think it was within 24 hours they reversed their decision uh, to double the price of Xbox Live Gold. Um, and uh, if there was, like I said, if there was one, I guess you can call it a black eye of the year, that was it. But they responded so quickly. And they pivoted. They understood that we, we as gamers, we were talking about it. Everyone talked about it on podcast. They're listening right now. Maybe not so much to this one because it's still a very small channel. But they hear what the gamers are saying. And if we are um, forthcoming with our opinions and not stupid about it, they're going to listen. And I think that was exactly why they made that 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 big change. But I I, I want to get that negativity out of the way. I want to talk about you know why Xbox dominated the conversation is still dominating the conversation i mean let, 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 let's let's look at the check marks guys and, and obviously i'm gonna let you guys go and on and do your thing uh momentarily about you know what you thought of 2021 but let's let's break it let's break down the overall picture here um game pass leads the conversation because my god the uh, the price of admission to close to 500 games is unmatched to anyone um day and day games is something that they're the only ones doing uh sony has already talked about their 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 new their new game pass-esque kind of a uh you know system coming and it's not going to be day and date they've already clarified that it's going to not include uh first party sie games which is very disappointing because i won't be getting that service um and it has been uh what, what i like to call the new exclusive for xbox right because if a game is releasing on the playstation 5 and releasing an x on xbox and you have to spend 76 30 34 in new york here and you just go to your your console and press you know preload and it's loaded up and you just it's in game pass that's that's i would consider a major exclusive not not so much the title but if you have both consoles like a lot of us do 
you're heading over to Xbox. You're not giving Sony your money because why should you buy it when it's it's literally technically well, it's not free, but you understand that it's it's there for you to download. Um, but I, I I also want you guys to touch on the first party output. I mean, it. I mean, what what could you say? This has probably been the strongest first party lineup in a decade, and and they're just getting started, guys. That's why it's exciting. Because they're literally just getting started, and we're starting to see that the onslaught of first-party games could equal out to one per quarter moving forward, which is bonkers, right? I mean, Sony, as great as their first party is... I mean, it's pure math. Yeah, uh, you know, it, you're, 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 you're 100% right. 23 studios and 30 to 35 projects in the making. And when you consider, like, a three- to five-year development cycle, that yes. means we get, what, like, eight eight games a year? Eight games a year. And next year is going to be Plus a big minus. one. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it, I mean yeah. let's just think about this for a second. Let's just say that next year they release five major first-party games. That's pretty freaking incredible when you consider. And again, this is not a, this is not a punch to Sony. Their games are incredible. They are movie like experiences, but they also take four to five years to develop, and they don't have as many studios as Microsoft. So Microsoft is sitting right now in the driver's seat, in my opinion. There's a reason why uh, Microsoft and Xbox and Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Series S and X are trending. They continue to trend because people are now discovering that Xbox is the place that you want to go that respects your wallet, uh, respects how difficult it is for some people to play games, and they give you an option that the other two aren't. Um, so, you know, obviously Xbox Game Pass, big, big part of the of the of the conversation First party output, another very large aspect of the conversation. Um, obviously, you know when you look at the hardware, it's it's going to be uh, it, it, it's the, it's the most powerful console out there. And Microsoft is hitting on all cylinders, and we haven't even made it into twenty two yet. And we also, of course, are on the cusp. And I believe this in my heart of hearts that an acquisition of monumental size is coming next year and 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 again i'm sorry this is only a two-hour show because uh we were i was wanted to talk about the latest acquisition from embracer group who they just bought if you don't know who they are dark horse comics like holy shit that's big okay um they're now bigger than activision blizzard by the way boom yes they've got over twelve thousand employees now there you go and and here's the thing um if you factor in them and you factor in 10 cent to the conversation i'm going way off topic and i'm sorry to do that uh you microsoft has to make moves uh, and and i think they have made these moves i honestly believe that uh, i i i I, i'll say live on the air I, i still think that at some point whether they buy the entirety of square enix or they get crystal d and uh, an Edios, uh, uh, you know, uh, from Canada, that's also a possibility. But I've talked enough. I'm interested to get you and your gentlemen and the chat with the chat to get in here. You know, give us your opinions. Uh, you don't have to throw a super chat in there, which, by the way, before I get to Zemi, let, let me catch up because I am behind in super chats. First of all, 
Uh, the first one of the day comes to us from Outbreak Podcast, who drops a $2 super chat and says, Game Pass led the way for Xbox and with their success this year. Indeed, that's very true. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the show, he drops a $5 super chat and says, Hi, Boomin Panel. This is going to be a fire show. Well, thank you so much for that. Gerald Mack drops not one, but two Super Chats. The first one of $5 says, shout out to Xbox Factor Podcast showing some support. Well, thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And his second one comes in at $2 and says, is that Boxenberg on camera? Wow, salute. Indeed, it is. Uh, and Splendiferous, good friend of the show, he drops a $2 Super Chat and says, boom. And all of his shows are classy. Shout out to the panel. Well, thank you. That's honestly, I can't thank you enough for those comments. Uh, it does mean a lot um that uh, you uh, that you, you feel that way and i definitely appreciate the generosity but zemi games i want to bring you in the conversation um you obviously have been a part of the uh social media trend you know trend for, for quite some time you have your own youtube channel which is very extremely successful you've also been a part of the xbox factor podcast on both versions um when you see this unbelievable success that Microsoft has had this year and, and, and is shaping up to have in the next several years, how would you package 2021 for Microsoft in, in, the, in the form of success? Oh, it's big. Oh, it's a big success. You know, it was, I think it was a couple of months back. We were, we were talking about something. You brought up like a little mini topic of, you know, um, you know how, how, how does this you know, year for Xbox, like look compared to other years. And I, I kind of shared a quick opinion and, and I still have that same opinion. I think that this is Xbox's strongest year ever. Uh, taking any of the years from the 360 generation or the Xbox original generation or the Xbox one generation, I think this year has been a stronger year for Xbox all the way around, um, comparatively speaking, year, year, year by year for Xbox, right? Um, and a huge reason of that, as, as you already mentioned, uh, is Game Pass. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of gotten to the point where we can't talk about Xbox unless we bring up Game Pass, right? And that's, uh, pre that's, pre that's pretty important to their overall goal because, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's been, it has become as important to the, to the platform as actually Xbox itself, Zemi. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in, in a lot of ways, it is the new Xbox, you know, it, it's their new direction. It, it's the way that they plan on on pulling in a profit, you know, through through, you know, the Xbox brand. Uh, you know, of course, traditionally, it's always been about, you know, selling hardware at a loss and, and picking up, you know, that slack through software sales. Right. And and now Xbox is is really twisting the industry, and and they you know are are, are coming out with a service, right? Uh, the same way that we've seen with Netflix and and so many other industries, you know, movies, TV, books, all that different stuff, right? Um, but you know, a huge integral part of their success this year, and 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 the years leading to this great success has been game pass you know and and I, and I can imagine there's probably a lot of people they're like oh man shut up about game pass already that's all you guys ever talk about right it, but it's such an integral part to to xbox you know the ability to play i, I don't even know i mean 200 plus games uh for ten dollars a month more than 500 games yes more than 500. 500 there we go games. thank you yes thank indeed. you it used to be 200 plus uh but more than 500 flipping games for $10 a month, where are you going to be able to beat that? You, you can't, right? And and 
consumers look for value and and you can clearly see the value in Xbox. Not only that, of course, there's the 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 hundred dollar difference between PlayStation's lowest model and Xbox's lowest model, right? Um, I mean, there is a reason there, there's a reason why they won Black Friday. I know there was some talk in the community yep. that they chalked it up to, well, it's only it's the only one available. So people bought it. I, I disagree with that. But I think I think that hundred dollar difference and the fact that they were giving three months, it was uh, essentially their Spider-Man bundle where they were giving you this console for $300 Emmy and they mm -hmm. packaged in three months of Xbox Game Pass for a buck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll never know, right? It, you know, that's just speculation at this point. You know, if PlayStation had unlimited supply, if Xbox had unlimited supply, who would outsell each other, right? We could talk about that until, you know, the cows come home. Absolutely. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I, honestly, it, it's just speculatory at this point. Um, <clears throat> but what I will say is that the pandemic is still happening. Right. You know, um, you know, there, there's talks of, you know, of it getting, you know, worse before it gets better now again. And, you know, for a lot of families, for a lot of households, uh, money's still tight. Right. And it's Xbox that's giving out the value. It's Xbox that's allowing you to play uh, a huge, ridiculous catalog of games for $10 a month. It's Xbox that's selling you uh, really great, powerful hardware for the most affordable price, right? And and of course, you know, you know, so so overall value-wise, Xbox is just dominated. But then you look at the first party uh, lineup, you look at the games that Xbox has been able to put out this year and and it's been absolutely fantastic. You know, you you may not like everything that they've put out, you know, all gamers are different, but Psychonauts was a huge win. Halo, Forza, Flight Sim, Age of Empires, all huge wins. And of course there's Deathloop as well, which, you know, was did not come to the Xbox yet, but it will be coming. Uh and 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 we but know did rack who, up a lot of uh, did rack up a lot of game of the game of the year awards, uh, yes, nominations, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I, I mean, overall, on, on all cylinders across the board, you know, if we were going to checklist like, like a, like a category-wise of who won each, you know, uh, you know checkmarkable item, right, this generation, I, I think Xbox is pulling pretty much all the checkmarks, you know? Yeah, they have totally. value. They have uh, the games. Uh, they, 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 they have the power. They, they, you know, have actual consoles hitting the shelves right now, right? Across all boards, this year has been super, super, super successful for Xbox. And in my opinion, I think it's been Xbox's greatest year yet. Yeah. Of course, there's been downsides. There's been negatives. Uh, there, there always is going to be. Sony's had negatives as well, right? You know, the, the, uh, the news of uh, Xbox uh, Live Gold increasing was definitely, uh, you know, a blemish in, in Xbox's year so far. However, the way that they handled that, you know, almost immediately coming out and rever reverting that decision uh, was 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 Huge. definitely taken care of. Very very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, great year for Xbox, and and you know, the future is only going to get better, right? Next year, twenty twenty two is is only going to get better. Of course. I'm excited about every game, you know, the third party games as well, but the first party games look absolutely uh, incredible so far that we know of, right? Um, Starfield. I mean, come on, 
you know, Bethesda's next game, the game that they've wanted to make allegedly for years, right? Um, and then of Red course Fool. there's Redfall as yes. well, right? Yeah. And 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 maybe I'm missing another one. I'm not sure, but well, you got Deathloop. Oh, you're missing like, a couple of. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Next year is going to be the year of Bethesda because they have three games releasing and, and potentially four because mm -hmm. uh, Boxenberger is is. is uh, in the belief, and I'm right there with them, that Wolfenstein Three is going to be coming out for sure. I'm almost positive that is. So when you when you when you when you talk about first party for next year, Zemi Games, you got Redfall, you got Starfield leading the leading the way, Deathloop, even though it's out on the PlayStation Five now, mm -hmm. will be coming to Xbox, and of course Wolfenstein Three, which I again right there with uh, Boxenberg, I think mm -hmm. that is potentially going to release. But you also have Motorsport. Plus yeah. a few other little mm -hmm. ones that we may or may not. Age get. of it Empires is. on uh, console. Next there, there you go. That's another hopefully, one. That's hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Along with with a lot of second party deals, like we have Crossfire X, the Remedy campaign coming. Mm -hmm. We have Stalker Two, uh, <laughs> one of my most anticipated games. A game that is going to be huge, and no one talks about it. Is Arc Two. Is announced yes. for next year as an Xbox exclusive with yes. Win Diesel. They are making a single player campaign with Win Diesel. Um, what else do we got next year? Um, well, I mean, that's not even counting. I mean, the things that we absolutely have no idea idea about, which is yeah. the Game Pass deals. What third party games are going to come to Game Pass day yes. and day? Right, which was a huge surprise this year. We got a lot of titles that were like that, and you know, next year I think is is only looking better than this than this year. But this year has has been a huge W for Xbox all around. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna mention. I don't know who's excited for this game. I am because I'm an old man. Uh, Tunic is. I, I I can't wait to get into <laughs> Tunic. That demo kicked my ass, by the way. They they were hard those enemies, but I I actually can't wait to get into it. I'm very much looking forward to it. But Zemi, gr great gr great breakdown of 2021. We're gonna come back to you when we ask the question of what is what happens for xbox's platform 2022 and beyond we're gonna we're gonna give everyone that question pong sure. before i go to you brother i do want to just uh catch up on some of the super chats mr joanna dark good friend of the community good friend of this channel drops an outstanding and very generous five dollars super chat and says hello gentlemen xbox's vision and communication to its community have been a significant factor i absolutely agree with that along with xbox game pass services and everything they offer indeed it is the uh one-stop shopping for gamers across the board and i think that you're starting to see many gamers who left the platform come back uh in, in a big way because quite frankly there, there there is a significant and inherent value uh, not only just buying the consoles, because the truth of the matter is, is that even if you can, uh, you only buy a Series S, the Series S is better than most gamers' PCs, OPS, by the way, and it's 300 bucks. Um, we had another Super Chat come in from, uh, actually two, Splendiferous <laughs> drops a $2 Super Chat and says, Psychonauts was robbed, in my opinion. I was pissed. Yeah, I... I I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't talk about this publicly. Uh, it it broke my heart that it didn't win anything. Not for me. Not for not because I have an Xbox podcast. If you watched Tim Schafer's face, there there was there was incredible disappointment because that game shouldn't even exist, to be quite frank, and it somehow did. And it is it, it it's one of those titles that. 
was nominated. And I get some people like, well, you know, boom, it was nominated. So that's good, right? But the fact that it walked away with nothing, with not even an award, very disappointing. I, I absolutely agree with you, Splendiferous. Lord Roughness. Oh, good friend of the show. Lord Roughness, how the heck are you, brother? Drops an outstanding five-pound super chat and says, We can all we, we we can all the 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 tea we can all read the tea leaves for Xbox. We what uh, what we are witnessing is Satya saying we're all in on gaming, 23 studios, and all gonna have quality. Yeah, that's a absolutely fantastic point. But Pong, I want to go to you next. Um I think that, you know, a lot of us, you know, you can consider us armchair quarterbacks, right? We're not, we're not uh, executives, right? We're fans. We're, you know, and we're, 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 you know, fans are rabbit and, you know, we, we happen to really enjoy and love Xbox, but my God, what a year for the Emerald Green. I mean, they came back in the biggest way possible and they have, uh, what, what I think they essentially have done here is really made it difficult for Sony in the coming years, because this they, they were the third place team, and they were the pushover. No one paid them any attention. It was like, oh, it's just Xbox, whatever. And I don't think people can say that now. I think people legitimately have to say, wow, they are really in it to win it, and it looks like they're doing it just fine. What 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 are what's your overall arcing opinion of Xbox in 2021? Uh, <clears throat> Before I get into that, boom, just real quick, uh, if anybody starts seeing uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox stuff about AT&T Warner Brothers, uh, what it is is they just bought Xander from AT&T, Microsoft just did, which is their ad marketplace. So okay. AT&T divested themselves of that. So nobody freak out if you start seeing those pictures up there because I'm sure people will do that. But again, they did make a deal with AT&T, but it was for their ad marketplace, uh, just so everybody's aware out there. Um Look, Xbox in 2021 is a masterclass in what it takes to turn around um, a division, a company from a a place that was very dark, uh, as we saw in the Power On uh, documentary. Um, it's a masterclass. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. R ridiculously phenomenal. I'm going to go back and rewatch it again. Uh, everybody should check it out. Whether you're an Xbox fan or not, it does not matter. You should just check it out for a glimpse uh, behind the curtain, which we don't get very often. Uh, it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, so well done. Um, but I think it's a masterclass in what it takes uh, to have preparation to set new goals um, and then to execute on those. And it doesn't happen overnight. It has been something that has been a long time coming. You had to be able to take that satellite view, that RTS view, like my brother from another steel likes to say, and take a look at the big picture. Uh, years ago, when Phil and his team set this in motion, uh, and obviously all the work that was even done prior to that, by Xbox, by Microsoft, building the infrastructure to get to this point. 2021 is a culmination of all of that. Uh, we started to see the fruits um, of all the acquisitions, of all the uh, you know change in philosophy uh, that Phil had when he said, we're going to put the players first. We're going to put the players at the center of everything that we do. Um, and when you do that, and you change an entire philosophy of a company, again, it's going to take a while 
to actually get down to us, to the, the trickle down to us as the gamers. But that's what started this year. And I think that obviously Game Pass, xCloud were set up so perfect. Again, sometimes luck is about, or most of the time, luck is about preparation in advance. Nobody could have predicted the pandemic. But when the pandemic pandemic came along, Xbox was in the perfect position to take advantage of that. And I don't mean that in a nefarious way. I mean, no, I, I know exactly. They, they, they literally were positioned to, yep. you know, be to be in. A, they positioned themselves out of what was put, presented to them. They, it wasn't done maliciously no, in any no, way. No, no, not in any way, shape or form. It's just the accessibility and the explosion of the gaming industry during the pandemic, even more so than what we had, it was it was an explosion of growth over the pandemic, and we're yes. going to see a little regression in that. We already kind of have, but there, the 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 amount of new people that jumped in to this industry, to this this hobby of ours, and got to experience the the xbox ecosystem for the first time because of how accessible it is because of you know just the ability to get into it whether you're on your tablet whether you're on your phone whether you have an old xbox one it does a vcr it does not matter that's what gave them the advantage and they are pushing that advantage and so 2021 started off you know slower than we would have liked obviously the delay of halo was a huge factor in that but even that's probably worked out to uh, their betterment uh, at the end of the day. Um, so it started off kind of slow, but they they continued to push Game Pass, right? And they continue, continue to make third-party deals to make sure that they at least had some type of announcement, whether it was Outriders, uh, Second Extinction, uh, games that we may go, man whatever it doesn't matter at the end of the day they were providing us more and more content and they were keeping their name in people's minds because there was always something too new to talk about right and then that just snowballed right and the avalanche now started as we hit the second part of this year the second half of this year when the first party studio started dropping flight simulator being able to come on the console and perform the way it did on our 300 or 500 dollar box is ridiculous there's Incredible. no it should not have been able to do what it's doing and yet they proved yes these things these machines that we've been touting can actually do this and they can actually handle a game like flight sim that was the first proof of the pudding right and then you get a great game coming from one of the most creative studios out there in tim schaefer and his double fine team over there in psychonauts 2 and that right there was more proof of Microsoft and Xbox hands off on all these creative teams that they brought in. We're not touching you guys. Do what you do best. Take your time. Take all the resources you need. Make the best game possible. Psychonauts to, to hit to rave reviews. Again, I believe it got snubbed at the Game Awards. But at the end of the day, it was nominated uh, in multiple categories. It deserves its accolades. And it came out the way that we all expected it to, the way that Tim Schafer had been talking about. It was a game that would not have looked the way it did without Xbox's umbrella. You know, right? And then you get a game like uh, Back for Blood. Again, did not hit the way they probably thought it would. But to get a big third party from Turtle Rock, which now just got acquired by Tencent, unfortunately. But to get a big game like that dropping in the Game Pass. Oh, and let me don't don't let me forget MLB the Show being put into Game Pass. Huge momentum uh, earlier in the year. Um, and then you get you know Forza Horizon Five 
dropping. And Forza Horizon 5, again, we knew it. We all knew it in this community. Anybody who was seeing with their own eyes what they showed at E3 came out and just dropped a bomb on the scene. 12 million uh, plus users in a little over a week. The, you know, just ridiculous numbers, blowing away even some of our expectations as far as how it looked, how it sounded, how it played. Yes, it's got some issues now they're fixing, they're working on. But at the end of the day, just another home run for Playground. And then, of course, we end the year with, with Halo, uh, which, like I said, that year delay was probably one of the most courageous decisions uh, we've seen in this industry. And it's funny to watch the power on dock and to see the parallels with Halo 2 when Ed Freeze had to go to Balmer and ask him for a year uh, extension on their biggest title that everybody wanted. Same thing here. But this time around, last year, we had a lot of, you know, there wasn't systems available, right? The chip shortage. Chip shortage is still happening. Honestly, they didn't really need Halo. Yes, it would have been great. Yes, they pumped 100, you know, 100 million plus probably into marketing for Halo. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't needed. But to end this year with Halo, again, this is the avalanche that's starting rolling into 2022. So throughout 2021, what you saw was a buildup. Second half, first half of the year, they were always in the conversation, right? They were always in the news. They were always in the conversation, but Sony... And, and others were dropping little bits of news here and there. And Sony had their, you know, Ratchet and Clanks come out, their Returnals come out. So they were grabbing headlines here and there. By the second half of this year, it's been nonstop Xbox. And you can see the mind share being grabbed. We're seeing the articles from the mainstream media now talk about how great Xbox is doing and how much better it's looking and why are they beating the competition, which we haven't seen in a generation, which yes. is crazy to say, but we have yes. not seen this in a generation, but they are grabbing every single major news cycle as well. So from a business standpoint, this year was just absolutely ridiculously good for Xbox from start to finish. Yeah, it started slow. We knew that was going to kind of happen if you had been kind of, you know, reading the tea leaves and understanding what was going to happen. They closed the Zenimax deal, which was a, a big part of what they've got going Dude, on. It's, it, it's, I, a, I, it's a like tone setter, Mark. It's a tone setter. hundred percent. And, and, and yeah. like you, and of course, I'm yeah. a little older than you. Uh, Not I, by much. I, yeah, but but by a, a bit. Yeah, and, and I can say that um, I haven't covered gaming my entire life. I was just a game like everybody, three near, near 250 people that are here. Um, but I can tell you that as a content creator and, and a gamer, um, yeah. I have never seen anything as monumental as Bethesda joining X, yeah. Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. I want to just add that to your point. Yeah, no, can none I, can of I us, add something? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, you were you were you mentioned on kind of like transparency there for a little bit, and you know, there's a lot of companies that that tout how transparent they are, uh, and, and you know, I think it's something that's really easy to say, but it's a little different to show it. But yeah. Xbox this year gave us the ultimate show of how transparent they are. They released a friggin' documentary. Correct. Yeah, correct. That's true. Behind right. the cur behind the curtain, right? The, and yeah. again, that goes back to Zemi to that philosophy change, right? That's something that Phil implemented. They had lost a lot of their base, including myself mm -hmm. at the beginning of last gen, right? And Phil understood that they needed to get back to what got them there in the first place. And again, the power on documentary showed that from start to finish their base of players, their base of gamers 
that are Xbox centric is huge to them, right? That's the core. And they yes. lost that when they went to the, they just, they lost the messaging, right? And they, so they lost a bunch of their core base. Phil said, we're going to get those people back and we're going to do it in the way that we started originally with Xbox, right? We are going to put them first and say, what does it mean to be a gamer in the Xbox ecosystem? What does it mean when you say I own an Xbox? And part of that is getting down and dirty back to the community again, right? And listening to the community as Boom talked about with the Xbox Live Gold thing. We saw that in spades, right? But they also are out there front facing. There is very few, I can't even think off the top of my head, I, I, even in other industries, companies, corporations, whatever you want to say, as big as Xbox, as big as Microsoft, with their executives in the community, talking to people, listening to people, responding in the simplest ways on Twitter to people. Jason Ronald, engineer extraordinaire, wizard. Answers regular business, by the way. Right. Answers regular people's questions on Twitter when he has the opportunity. Helps them walk through problems. He I, D, I, DM'd, I he's actually DM'd me. We had a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. That it's Jason unheard Ronald. of. It's unheard of, but it shows their commitment. It shows that they believe in the talk that they're talking and they're walking the walk, right? And that's what makes a difference. And we've seen that again, it's the ripple effect. So Microsoft, Xbox, they didn't have the best name after last generation. They lost a lot of people. PlayStation took full advantage, as they should have, yes. right? As a competitor, it took full every single advantage that they could. They took last generation and built themselves up even bigger after the PS3 era, which was a down for them. They built themselves back up and then beyond, right, in a lot of ways. But what you see right now is Xbox regaining that because the ripple effect of when you have this philosophy, when you actually do follow through with that philosophy on everything that you say that you believe in. And sure, there's been some things that they haven't. VR, blah, blah, blah. We can go through the, that list. But the majority, when you believe in Game Pass. No one's talking about VR still, dude. Correct. <laughs> and you talk about giving customers value and you do that actually you give them over value in my opinion in game pass and what you believe in you say x cloud is going to be something that we are going to implement and then you speed that up because you understand that people can't get these next these current gen consoles right now so you speed it up and you sacrifice some of your sales to make sure the server blades are upgraded to series x so you can give people the best experience possible when they hop into x cloud when you do all all these things you're out here you're talking to the people that ripple effect people start talking about it more and more and actually the mainstream media for as much as we've talked about it in the past whether they're boy did they have they did a 180 dude. they are the canary in the coal mine so to speak right yes. boom they are the canary in the coal mine because when it reaches them they are out of touch with the community we know this okay yes. I, I that's why they're so late to the party on everything that's why we here and these podcasts are talking about things that don't don't reach them until three months till four months until it actually winds up happening and then they jump in right because they're out of touch with the community but they are now catching on that hey tides have turned right xbox has turned this entire ship around Due to 2021, it started last year with the launch. The launch was fantastic, yes. despite the fact that you could not find a console, despite the fact that you still can't to this day 
you know, easily get a console other than a Series S, which is now I've seen in my Target. Um, I actually you know, saw them on the store shelves. And don't you know, yeah. we went shopping over the weekend, uh, my, my wife and her sister. And I actually saw people going, seeing it, and picking it up like it was the yep. Cabbage Patch Kid thing all yeah. over again. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. <laughs> but they did that on purpose too, right? They moved production to the Series S knowing full well they can get two Series S's for every Series X saying, hey, Series X is going to be tough. Holiday season, let's give give people a good chance at least jumping into this generation. And they yes. they bumped up production on the Series S and made it available. And we saw it in sales. But all of that leads to 2021 just being a dominant performance by Xbox, hitting, starting to hit on all cylinders. And again, 2022, as we were just talking about, is going to be even bigger. 2023 is the mark, right? 2023. That's the Mecca. Because that is the Mecca. I say it all the time. It's the golden age of gaming. 2023. If you don't (laughs) believe me now, by 2023, you will believe me. And by that point, the chip shortages should be over with. The console should be available. But we are going to see everything come on 2023 is going to be such a huge year. It's not even funny right now. Um, But I just got to give praise to Xbox for everything they've done. Again, the power on documentary really, even though we all knew it. I have to watch it again. I I have to watch it it again. It's cemented how far they've come and what it's taken to get here and the literal blood, sweat and tears that it's taken to get to this point and how close they were to not being a part of this industry anymore. Crazy. It was so close. Uh, it, it's dude. absolutely so close. It, and to be decision. Here now. Yep. One, yep. one, one, one yes or no yep. could have cost yep. Xbox everything. Everything. But to be here now in 2021 and see this, you got to give them their praise. And I'm glad that finally everybody is realizing it and stepping up besides the circus and the clown show, which never will. But other than that, everybody else is starting to realize it. And it's starting to get to the masses, the, the big the 2 billion, 3 billion people that Phil and Sati always talk about that everybody laughs at them for, guess what? It's starting to reach out there. It's starting to get out there. So it's, it's going to come to fruition as well. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So just, just a great year. 2021 is, is fantastic. Again, I've never had more gaming in my life than right now. And this is just the beginning of this avalanche. Just I, the I, I will say that uh, in the history of me gaming, I've never had so many games to play and not enough time to play them. Like literally the, because of Xbox game pass, not only have they saved me hundreds, potentially thousands of dollars uh, for my $15 a month, but I have so many games in that I've played that I would have never played because they were in Game Pass, you know, obviously you, don't, you when you're retired, you, you're limited to your monies. You you have one pay coming in. That's it. So you got to be, you know, you, you got to be fr- fruitful, you know, frugal with your money. Um, and having it has just been incredible. Uh, uh, I think a huge success for them and the platform. But let's get Boxenberger's information. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, Archimedes, you, you cover them uh, quite often on your videos. What is your personal opinion on uh xbox in 2021 oh you're muted you're muted there you go there you Uh, go (laughs) happens to the best of us um yeah i mean it's hard to follow uh that um because i mean basically everything has been said xbox had an amazing year um through and through um i always uh choked that um game pass was the actual game of the year uh, because um game pass was just amazing especially um, when we consider that the first half of the year 
was not really filled with a lot of at least um, exclusive um, um, releases in the Xbox ecosystem. A game Pass kept us busy. We had in January, January the Medium. Then we had Outriders. MLB The Show was mentioned. We had other bigger games coming to Game Pass. Um, a lot of them getting then the uh, next gen patches for free. Yeah, um, um, I think we talked about this on uh, last week's show. Boom! Uh, in, uh, for instance, the division. Yeah, when that came out, everyone was playing that again uh, with the next gen patch and stuff like that. So, Game Pass was really the game changer um, uh, in, in this year. It, it, I think, Game Pass wasn't new, but uh, a lot of people really saw the what Game Pass can actually be. How great it is um, to have such a subscription service, how uh, accessible it makes gaming. Um, we also talked a lot about 2021 being the year of indie games, and Xbox had the best ones. Let's be honest here. They had The Artful Escape. They had, they, they had Death Store, at least um, for six months um, uh, exclusivity. Then they had Song of Iron, The Ascent. Many, most of them coming day one into Game Pass. That has been amazing. And um, yeah, that's why, why Game Pass definitely has been um, the, um, the game of the year, in my opinion. But um, as of July, they we, we got Microsoft um, in its best. We had the Microsoft Flight Simulator. We had Psychonauts 2 coming. Then we had... Um, What's um, Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Age of Empires. Amazing. Just an amazing lana- lineup. And it's not just the sheer amount of games. It's the quality of games. Um, everyone knows I really don't give, give anything on, on Metacritics. But um, just when you look how highly rated is the Microsoft's Flight Simulator. How good is Psychonauts 2? Deathloop, even though not on Xbox yet, coming next year. But still super high rated game we have age of empires 4 um which i'm still debating if that's probably my game of the year of psychonauts um we have halo infinite very well received forza motor uh, forza horizon nailing it uh in terms of reviews it that the quality of game not just the amount but the quality that we have been getting is just just outstanding and i think everyone said it it's only the beginning um it's it's um if if we look at the at the roadmap what is ahead xbox has announced what like 17 18 first party and only counting first party games um coming and we know that at least the same amount is already in the making plus all these um game publishing deals um that they have um, it, it's going to be just insane. I agree on 23 being the most ridiculous year ever, although we have to say 2022 is also already yeah. Um, yeah. an insane <laughs> year because yeah. it's not just the sheer amount of exclusive games from Xbox coming. Um, we also have some good PlayStations coming, uh, games coming, but the quality of the of the third party games that are coming next year when we just look at it dying light 2 elden ring yeah we have suicide squad gotham knights all these games coming um 22 and 23 are the years where we will see those games that 
just got pushed back for a year or two because of the pandemic. And then they have been a long time in the oven. And they will be able to make use of the next-gen hardware. The devs had the time to to um, get used to, to the current-gen consoles. I have to stop saying next-gen. Um, it's current-gen uh, by now. Um, yeah, we have to, to, to um, see... In, the, in those two years, we will definitely see what um, um, what these the, the consoles and machines can do. But besides that, Xbox had not just um, a great year in gaming. They have been constantly in the news. When I did my, uh, or prepared for my um, year 2021 show on, on my channel, I made a list of all the news, the biggest news items we had throughout the year. And it's really not that because I'm a, an Xbox fanboy, but there was really not that many PlayStation or, or Nintendo news um, this year. We had a couple of showcases on Nintendo Directs, yes, um, but there were. That's about it. Xbox has been constantly in the news. Um, they made the big headlines. They kept gamers excited for the ecosystem. They constantly added features. Um, Throughout the year, we had FPS boost this year. We had um, an amazing drop of backward compatibility games. Then we had Dolby Vision added. We had all these things um, where, where Xbox just gave gamers more and more value. And I think um, the sale numbers uh, show that right now. And it's not just the sale numbers. It's also the mindshare in the media uh, landscape. Um, I usually don't give too much about the opinions of these bigger um, outlets, but um, we have seen a shift there because, well, they follow the clicks, they follow the mindshare in the gaming community. And uh, when when those bigger um, media sites now start, start to talk positively uh, uh, about Xbox again after seven, eight years um, just praising um, uh, Sony, it just tells you that the mindshare in the community is coming back to Xbox. And um, that's really no surprise. They have quality games. They have great value with Game Pass. They have two fantastic consoles out there. They have more options for gamers to play games than anyone else. You can play Xbox games on basically every device that has supports a browser. It is just amazing what, what you get when you... Um, enter the Xbox gaming ecosystem, and um, so yeah, it's it's really no surprise that they they gain the mindshare again. And overall, 2021 was an amazing year for Xbox. And yeah, just um, looking at what uh, 22 has in store, this is really really just the beginning. Um, we will see so so many many great games coming out of Xbox, and I'm I'm really really. Um, excited to be a gamer right now. It's it's been it's the golden age. I think Pong, you always label it as the golden age of gaming. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that is is just true. It is the golden age. Um, and it's not just for Xbox. It's generally gaming is more exciting than ever before. Whether you are on PlayStation on Xbox, um, well, Nintendo is <laughs> something else, but. Um, Yes, even there, there are a lot of uh, good things coming, and um, yeah, it's it's just exciting to be a gamer right now. 
no doubt. No, it 100% is. And, and, and kudos to you, man. You listed so many things just back to back to back, you know, like uh, of, of where Xbox, you know, succeeded this year. Uh, I started thinking that you're just reading off a list at some point, you no. know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think we could all agree that Xbox has, has performed tremendously well in, okay. in, in 2021. 20, uh, but the question is, you know, are they going to continue to do this in 2022? Which I think all of us, you know, resoundingly will say yes. Uh, but what exactly do you guys think um, Xbox is is going to do next year? I mean, of course, you know, uh, I'm kind of in the same camp with Boom. I think that there's going to be an acquisition. Who that is, I don't know. Maybe it's Warner Brothers. Maybe it's Crystal Dynamic. Uh, maybe it's somebody else. Um, you know, but and of course, you know, we we already have really good ideas of of what the first party is going to look like next year. Of course, Xbox still, you know, has to announce some other things. Of course, there, you know, are going to be Game Pass deals and and so on and so forth. But you know, to to Pong, I'm going to go to you first. What exactly? do you think we're going to see in 2022, you know, is, is Xbox, you know, how, how is Xbox going to transition from 2021 to 2022? What are some things that you're expecting to see that you hope to see? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So I think, um, they're going to keep their, they're going to keep the pedal to the floor. Obviously. I don't think mm -hmm. that they're going to let up. I, in fact, I think they're going to try to gain even more momentum, um, especially hopefully if the chip shortages start to lessen and they can go ahead and get, um, you know, more, uh, you know, consoles out there into the space. But I think 2022, we're going to see them accelerate uh, even more so now that they've got Zenimax done, right? And Zenimax is in the fold and they've gotten that whole adjustment period over with, which was very quick, let me tell you, because they've worked with Bethesda specifically for so long that it was an easy transition, especially allowing them to kind of continue to do business as is. Like, again, we're talking about hands-off Microsoft, hands-off Xbox. You couldn't see it any more than what they did with that deal saying, hey, they're going to kind of do their own thing. They still got their publishing house, you know, still got their marketing. You know, they're going to kind of do their own thing. We're just going to kind of, help them along, right? That's that's basically what it's going to be. And oh, by the way, their games are going to be exclusive in our ecosystem after all the existing deals are done. Yes. It's really the only yep. big changes, right? So I think that what we see is an acceleration. So now that the ZeniMax deal is over with, I absolutely 100 believe that 2022, we see uh, a, a few deals. Um, whether or not Warner Brothers gets done, that's a huge it's going to be a gigantic act man i hope that they do bro i mean and i think well i'm on record boom i'm not saying just the games division this is going to be a complete buyout right i believe that a philosophy change is coming again for xbox we go back to you know xbox one and you know donnie d and his great vision for tv 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 okay but you're on to something with that because here's the thing yep. you know you're starting to see the other big ones get involved in right. the media outside of what they're currently housing and what they're doing. And if you look, 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 here's the thing. I know I, I, I'll say I'll go on record as saying this. I'm like you. The stake is in the ground. They're buying WB. How much of WB are they buying? Are they going to because you know how it starts? You just mentioned it today. They just bought the ad, the ad space yeah. aspect of it, right? Well, there's a reason for that. Now, maybe they don't buy DC, right? Maybe that that just does, you know, that does its own thing. But there's a lot of gaming development 
that could be added to Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, and I'll let you continue your point. Yeah. If you were able, you, I, anyone on this panel, anyone in the chat, were able to say that Mortal Kombat 12 is a console exclusive. They own the rights. They bought Mortal Kombat. Do you understand? That would be as big, and I challenge me on this, as having the Spider-Man locked up behind Sony. Mortal you Kombat know, is decades old and is still one of the most popular fighting games. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that's why I say they buy the whole kit and caboodle. Boom. Because I think that at the end of the day, what we're seeing is we're going to we're going to start to see consolidation between all the entire entertainment industry as a whole. We're already seeing it again. It doesn't take a gigantic leap of faith to understand what's happening. Everybody now is all of a sudden getting their subscription services. Right. Everybody out there. You can't have one hundred and fifty subscription services and ask everybody to to you know make, go ahead and have them all at the same time. It's not going to work. You're going to divvy up the pie too many ways. So can, what can is I add something? To, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Well, you know, to your point, you yeah. know, um, you know, we we we. I can't remember what podcast it was on, uh, but it was something I also thought about as well. Sony, for instance, they're an entertainment yep. brand, right? Correct. You know, we've we've right. talked about this before, and yep. and I think it was actually here on the Xbox Factor. Yes, um, we we were talking about the potential possibility that Sony could make a service that includes like Crunchyroll and and some yep. of the actual video that they have. Of course, there's Amazon, which is competing with Game Pass right now through their Luna, you know, uh, service. And and Amazon has the ability to potentially bundle everything, you know, Prime game, you know, uh, Prime video. Uh, music and and the games all together in one bundle you know those are two really really strong advantages that both of those companies both competing directly with microsoft and respectively xbox have above what xbox is currently able to offer they have fantastic games they've proven it right but they don't they're not a full around media company they don't have tv shows necessarily they don't have movies uh to bundle into um into a service. So if what you said happened, if it was the whole kit and caboodle, I love that term, by the yeah, way, so <laughs> uh, then, then, then that yeah. gives that advantage, you know, that, that, that allows Xbox Microsoft to compete better with uh, Amazon and, and with potentially Sony. Uh, if that is something that both of those competitors decided to do in the, in the future. Right. And you could see Microsoft is not dumb. They're, they're, you know, (laughs) they're a $2 trillion market cap, two and a half trillion dollar market cap company for a reason. (laughs) They've seen things down the road. Sometimes they see things too far down the road and they jump ahead and we've seen failures, right? That, that we've seen that they understand where this is going. We see in the entertainment industry, we see more crossover now between video games, movies, TV, than we have in a very long time. Now, back in the day, we used to get pretty bad you know, (laughs) games that were based upon movies or TV, you know, we got some good ones in there too as well, but that kind of went away for a while. But now we see Netflix pulling from, you know, obviously video games with the Witcher series. You know, we see that crossover happening again. The entertainment industry is consolidating ideas are drying up. And so they're looking to video games as a new medium or not a new medium, but you know, a new place to find some ideas and to create, you know, hit TV series, hit movies, whatever the case. So Microsoft knows this. Microsoft can see this. Xbox knows this. Again, we finally are getting a Halo TV series. Finally, after all this time, you can't tell me that that TV series does not take off and they've already signed it for a second season. If it takes off, 
we're going to get a major motion picture, a Halo motion picture, right? So why would Microsoft as a corporation not say, look, we see this is coming. We've positioned Xbox as one of the pillars of our corporation. Why not expand just in entertainment as a whole? We can have studios that can produce movies, TV series based upon our games, right? Based upon our IP. You get the Matrix IP. You get the Lord of the Rings IP with WB. You get all of DC, IP with that. You don't have to worry about licensing. You instantly become a major player if you do that. So I think that that is the move that they make. Uh, Again, if we see it done this year, that's another question. It's going to be huge. I mean, gigantic on another level kind of acquisition here. Um, So I think it's going to take time, but we could see it for sure. And then I think they make some smaller moves as well. As far as gaming goes, Again, we know a lot of what's coming. Uh, Ran and Jez, I asked them specifically on their show yesterday about Age of Empires coming to console. That's why I brought it up. I asked them specifically during their show. They both answered confidently. They didn't say, we know, but you know how to read Rand and Jez when they both well, they, they, they don't BS. Right. Right. That's the thing that you have to appreciate about Jez and Randall Thor 19 yeah. is that they may be they may play coy when they don't yep. want to really let the cat out of the bag but if they yep. say something it's pr- pretty much as good as ef hutton in my opinion and they were both very confident saying cuz i asked them about the end of the year i said cuz look it took gear tac- gears tactics about 7 years or 7 months excuse me uh to be ported over from pc so i said yeah. what you know could we get age of empires by the end of next year and both of them said no they're not even going to wait till the end of next year they both agreed that they thought first half of next year we will get an announcement and a release of age of empires 4 uh ran said june he thinks so again be a big big e3 announcement yeah it could be it could be a huge e3 announcement or it could be something that even comes a little bit sooner let's say april may to fill in some of that spot again they want to space out right boom we've heard they want one per quarter home run look the way that they're producing the way that the studios are going right now we're going to see years i don't know if it's gonna be 2022 but 2023 we could see one every Two months, one every month, a home run hitter coming out of these studios. And so I think that they're going to have to start spacing them out. But I think overall, we're going to see some more deals done. Um, you know, you know, Avalanche is a good one. Crystal Dynamics, Eidos, you know, we'll, we'll see if those are next year or if they're closer to after Perfect Dark is close to launch. Then we could see that transition where they say, oh, by the way, we're also acquiring Crystal Dynamics because we, you know, work so well together and blah, 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 blah. You know, you could see that happen later on. But I think there's IO Interactive. There's Avalanche. Um, there's a bunch of smaller studios that could go after. I still think Techland is in the mix. Uh, we know Phil was looking at a Polish studio at one time. A lot of people thought. Yeah, Cine that's Project a big Red, one, dude. That's I think a big Techland, one. I think Techland definitely could be it after Dying Light 2 hits. Um, I think that could be something that could uh, they could move into as well. So I think they're just going to keep the momentum going. They want to be the dominant portion of the news cycle in the gaming world as much as possible. And yes, they're going to have some stiff competition competition next year. Sony is going to have Horizon Forbidden West early. I think they do bookend it with God of War. I know there's some people who don't think God of War makes it. I think that's part of the reason why we saw those support studios being bought up this year makes by sense. Sony. I makes think they're sense. they're trying to get their games out at a better pace. And I think they bookend the year with God of War. Even though Sony has not been a holiday company previously they don't care about the holidays as much they saw what happened to them this year 
they saw what happened to the second half of this year where Xbox dominated that news cycle and the mindshare started shifting. Sony isn't dumb either. They aren't. They know what they're doing over there. They're going to compete with how they can. So they're going to keep themselves in the news as much as possible as well. But Xbox um, has everything in place right now. We've yep. seen it come the end of this year. And I think going into 2022, we just see more of that more, it's just more and more and more until it's like, Whoa, you guys really, how much, how much you got left in the tank? They got a lot left in the tank. And yeah. uh, I think that that's, they push the advantage that they now have going forward because that again, generation was set. I think the Zenimax deal set the tone for the generation. And I think we're going to see that throughout this generation, but they understand that 2022, 2023 are going to be prime, prime years. Um, and I think that they just take every single opportunity to make sure that they're in a position to gather as many people into the ecosystem as possible, uh, whatever it takes, whatever's necessary. And I think right now that's where they're at. And I think you're on to something. Uh, first of all, Zemi, thanks for the save. The, sh the chair, you can see it's a nice blue leather chair. That this is that That's Mrs. Boomstick spot. Kind of like uh, um, like Sheldon. Don't get into her. Don't, don't sit in her seat. Um, but thank you for, for taking over. Real quick, yep. let me catch up with some of the Super Chats. Jerron TJ continues to show his generosity with just not one, but an additional two Super Chats. He says, I hope that they buy WB. Dude, I am right there with you because I think what that does um is really open the door for them to uh i get i guess make some additions to the portfolio that they're missing uh, uh I, I, content I know. ips all yes. of it boom yeah, you know, yeah. Batman, there are a lot of people Batman, matrix lord of the rings are you kidding me it's <laughs> bonkers yeah i mean there, there are some there are some uh stout defenders i, that I can't believe you guys you you can't believe me. You're or, missing or, the most important Harry IP. Potter, of course. Which, which, uh, which IP? Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Yep. How dare yep. you? Yep. Sorry. Sorry. No, I should have said Harry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. Look, it, it's it, it's a possibility for sure. Uh, I I am looking very much forward to to 2022 on a lot of for a lot of reasons. Uh, specifically, I expect First Party to be to deliver just as big as they did this year which was a big year um safe space invader generous friend of the show he drops a two dollar super chance says merry christmas and great show once again well merry christmas to you as well my brother and thank you for the generosity after his passion uh drops an outstanding ten dollar super chance says a little known fact the dark knight sold more tickets than endgame it sold uh more tickets even though it wasn't released oh it wasn't released in china endgame was due to hong kong portrayal Google, Google it. Batman is key. Yeah, yeah. See, and I and I agree. I I think getting the Cape Crusader as an exclusive would be monstrous. Um, and again, I, I there again. I, what I was going to say, Pong, before is there. There are some people that disagree with me and says Microsoft doesn't need a superhero uh, game. They don't. They don't necessarily need it. I I, I will disagree with you on there. I I, I think that they. Do, do they need it to succeed? Ah, I don't know. But would it fill the portfolio, which is what they want to do? Like people, 30 million plus people, and I can, I'm confident in saying 30 million plus people already, uh, so games, Game Pass subscribers, whether that be for the dollar, whether that be for the $10 or $15, whatever, those are, they're in it. And what has been incredible in that conversation is that, quote unquote, they didn't have the bangers until this year. And people have 
flocked to Game Pass. And it's I would not be remotely surprised that this time next year when we're having this conversation, and of course we'll invite Semi back for it, that they're not at 50 million subscribers. Honestly, I think that if they, if they continue this first-party output and they continue to add value in regards to second- and third-party deals launching day and date the Game Pass, it's an unstoppable behemoth, in my opinion. Um, we also have Jordan TJ, second or third Super Chat of the day. He says this after dropping an additional $5. As remember, if they get Crystal Dynamics, IO, and Avalanche, plus all of WB, that's crazy. Uh, then the only one left would be Crytek. Dream comes true. Yeah, I, I'm still on the fence. I, I would love Crytek. For the, not, as much as I really want like a Rise 2, I think the Cry Engine being added to what they already own would be madness. You know, you got the ID tech. You got what they're doing over at Bethesda. You have the the, the new engine that uh, Bungie created. I'm Bungie. That uh, 343 Industries created. They are sitting on a lot of tech. Uh, and it's only going to be greater for us as gamers because we're going to win at the end of the day. Uh, Boxenberger, have you given your opinion? Not yet. Yeah, Not well, yet. please, by uh, all means. But it, but it's always so hard to follow those two passionate gamers. Um, <laughs> no, um, 22 is um, is definitely going to be a, um, the, the year where we will finally see the next generation roll in. You know, this year was always kind of about cross-gen. Um, all the games released were cross-gen. Um, everything, yeah, still relied on that. And even though the availability of the consoles is still a problem in 22, and it will be until we are in 23, there's no denying that. The thing really is, um, on a time-to-time um, uh, basis uh, xbox uh, series consoles sold more units than the xbox one or xbox 360 did yeah in the same time in their first year they still sold more consoles so um it's only natural for for microsoft to really make the transition over to next gen only and crossfire x is the only xbox game next year that is still cross-gen everything else is next gen consoles only um but with the option for microsoft to stream get the serious games now to the xbox one consoles i think this is something that is um where people can live with i know a lot of people have problems with uh, broadband internet and whatnot but at some point they have to make that transition and 22 will be that year where microsoft will transition over to current gen only and with that i expect I them to also announce a bunch of new features added to the console we have seen that over the course of this year i said it before yeah they added dolby vision fps boost all these things um and i think they have a couple more exciting stuff in in store for us um maybe something uh backwards compatibility regarding um maybe some some other features um they they are always full of surprises that's definitely something um the acquisitions yeah well we heard the entire year um, it's acquisition season, and we had zero acquisitions. Um, so yeah, everybody we know else was Mike... buying though. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else was just Xbox everybody else. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, 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 I PlayStation Five Studios. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, so, I, I think that we're going to get it. I think they're strategic, being very strategic about it. Personally, I, I don't know because obviously, when you look at companies, have you ever heard an entire 
third-party developer being loaned out? Like, when does that ha yeah. has that ever happened? No, it, I don't think it's ever happened. No, not really. I can't think of an instance where it happened with a studio as large as Crystal Dynamics. Like, and, and I'm yeah. not necessarily talking about like number of people. I'm talking about prominence in the industry. You know yes. what I mean? They they released the the Tomb Raider trilogy, knocked it straight out of the park, yeah. and. Uh, you know, now they're on, you know, basically loan, right? Like it doesn't really make any sense. You know, it's almost like um, if, you know, Bioware leased out, you know, the the studio that's making Mass Effect right now, like it just wouldn't yeah. really line up very good because uh, yeah, there's not a lot of incentives to it, right? You know what I mean? Like that studio, rather than actually make you a game that you are probably going to be able to sell for more money than you can loan them out at, you're just loaning them out. It, they, I don't really see the, like a huge incentive there, which really makes an acquisition kind of likely. Yeah, I, I think um, it is, I mean, it is obvious that more acquisitions are coming eventually. Um, they literally said so we are looking mm -hmm. into more acquisitions and i think every studio that they are partnering with right now is a potential candidate um obviously uh we have that with with crystal we have but we could also think about for instance gsc game world yeah the studio that makes stalker they have some sort of relationship there asobo uh, is always a possibility so um we know um, about what's the the Hitman Studio with Project Dragon. I own, um, I own, I own, I own thank you. Uh, also, something um, that they are probably uh, paying close attention to: how is the chemistry in between the studios? How is the culture in the studio? Do they would they fit into our uh, roster of of uh, studios? So all these these studios are potential candidates. I'm not going to make any speculations um, about it because, yeah. Again, we have heard it too for too long. I'm I'm burned out with acquisition season talk. But um, what I think, um, and I th I think Sammy uh, mentioned it earlier briefly, is something um, that they will do over 2022, and that is they will keep pushing Game Game Pass. We have seen it, base more or less on a monthly basis. They announce um, first. Uh, day one launches of, of games relatively close to the actual game launch. They want to have that hype up, yeah? Two, three, four weeks before a game comes out, they announce, oh, by the way, it's it's going to be game, day one. And I think we will see these kind of announcements. Of course, we will see some games that have already been released um, six months, 12 months ago, coming now into Game Pass. They will definitely pump and hype up Game Pass over 2022. Um, yeah, along with all the stuff we already know about um i mean like i said earlier there are so 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 many third party deal uh games coming to consoles next year 22 is really the year of third party uh releases um and um i think that there is at least one or two or three of those uh titles going to be day one game pass we just don't know yeah. about it yet yeah well that, again i i think e3 is going to be big I, i'm going to be honest with you i don't know how they top last year's e3 uh that was their best show ever yeah. um and but uh, we should get used to it um they have so much in the oven and it as hard as it is to wrap your head around this but sometimes it still feels xbox is holding back we know so many games are now announced. Um, they if they show, imagine next E three they show gameplay, Fable, yes. Hellblade, Perfect Dark, Avowed, 
yeah that, that's insane it's yes. it, it's really insane what they have in store and it's and we all we do is talk about those games that are already announced they have the same amount unannounced plus all the th uh, third party deals they have there's literally so much for them to to talk about uh um next e3 is going to be insane and and actually that is what what my next thing is what i think we will see next year xbox has always big in promoting advertising community um it's actually what made me uh, an xbox gamer in the first place it's why i it became my main console um because of their um efforts back in the days on the og xbox with xbox live building up online communities and so on yes and um 20 20 and 21 had the pandemic and the pandemic is still going but i think yeah. at least to some degree we will see in-person events gaming events come back next year and i think that xbox will heavily heavily promote those i am 100 sure they will have an xo event next year they will have fan fests next year they will make a big presence at e3 and gamescom again um hopefully all in person and um because that's what xbox always has done yeah um better than any anyone else they have had these fan events um and they were big at them and yeah that's definitely something i i expect from xbox next year i mean listen so everyone had great points and folks we're at the two hour mark i want to get everyone out of here but first i want to end end today's show pretty much end the year with an incredible big heartfelt thank you uh it is because of your tenacity uh that has put me and mrs boomstick in a position where we are less than 800 subs away from 10k uh you know i when you start you know when you start youtube there is no guarantee that you're going to succeed uh garn garnering uh, uh an audience is hard work and and it's hard because the talent pool that is youtube as we know it is vast and it's very deep um and you have to be doing it right for you to have success and Everyone that's on this panel, everyone that I work with on a regular basis are just uh, incredible people that understand that you have to do more than just show up and hope that somebody throws you money because that's not the way it works. Um, and we could not be more uh, excited for 2022 for us personally because uh, having Mrs. Boomstick involved not, you know, in more ways. And like I said, she's very behind the scenes. I can't say she'll never be on a podcast. I can't say that she will. Uh, she's she's you know very behind the scenes, and that's her choice. Um, but she does uh, help out in the biggest way possible. And of course, we want to offer our best, warmest uh, holiday wishes to everyone and your families. Of course, we want to wish you a blessed 2022, and of course, we want you to stay safe. Um, I want to thank everyone that dropped the super chat. And you know, I didn't. I was so into the conversation, I forgot we added an additional giveaway. I had made mention of it last night on Primetime Gaming. Uh, it was one big, one monster prize. It's our Xbox Factor, you know, uh, one giveaway. Um, I, I didn't mention it uh, earlier because I wanted everyone to be here so I could throw everyone into the picker. And uh, Jay the Destroyer uh, has won that prize. And what does that prize include? Well, you're getting the Xbox uh, Icon Light. Uh, that you put the batteries in, you press the button, and it lights up. It says Xbox, and it's got the logo, which is pretty dope. You're getting the Razer Kishi, 
so you can go and play your games mobile. Uh, and that's an excellent controller. You just plug your phone in and you go so you can play cloud gaming. And you're also getting a $50 Xbox gift card as well. Again, it's just an, a bonus prize. Uh, we gave away 14 different prizes. All of them have been mailed out or all the digital gifts have already been delivered. And we do that through the Super Chats that people drop in because obviously we could not do the giveaways if it wasn't for that. So, of course, I want to say congratulations to Jay the Destroyer. He wins this package. I'll get your shipping information and get that out today. I also want to say congratulations to all of the winners from uh, the Breakfast with Boom from last week. If you missed it and you want to hear some really heartfelt I mean, some personal stories from the panel about Christmas and about their personal growing up. Uh, it was a real emotional episode. Very great. Uh, and it was a lot of great people on there. And of course, I couldn't do the Xbox Factor podcast. We are going to miss Zemi Games when he leaves. But rest assured, he has, an, he has a key to the kingdom. Anytime he wants to come in, he'll just drop in. But let's get to the outros. And we'll start first with, of course... Boxing Burger, by all means, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about the video you dropped yesterday. Where could people reach out to you on social media? More importantly, subscribe to your growing YouTube channel. Yeah, first of all, I also want to say a big thank you to not just you, Boom, and, and everyone here on the panel, uh, obviously 3-Bit Math, uh, everyone that has been on this show has been amazing this year, but also I want to say a big thank you to the community. Uh, it's been an awesome year. I had every week uh, on this podcast such a blast, and it's because of the community and and uh, all the feedback and, and the support, and I... And truly grateful for that. And I just wanted to say also a big thank you from my side. Yeah, people can find me um, basically everywhere under Boxenberger, um, on Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and of course here on YouTube, like you said. Um, I had a video dropped yesterday about NFTs, explaining what they actually are, how they work, and what their potential uh, impact is for gaming. Um, I will also have a lot of content actually coming um, right after Christmas in between the years. Um, I planned out a couple of videos um, over the, the period where we know that there won't be any gaming news uh, because the gaming news won't start to come in before the middle of January. Um, but I have a couple of uh, things planned out. So definitely uh, stay tuned, hit the little bell to be notified. And yeah, again, I want to say thank you to the community. I want to wish everyone... Uh, Happy holidays, spend some time with your loved ones, and a happy new year, and I'll see you guys soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for that, brother. Uh, Pong Soul, you, I don't know how much, how many more shows you're doing. This is my last one. Yep. I, I do have three X vlogs that I'm going to be producing in the next two weeks, so you have something to listen to. My, my next one is going to be about Ninja Theory. Uh, the, the the hidden story of uh, of Hellblade and of course Hellblade Two, what we're getting. But by all means, brother, tell everyone what other shows you're on. Where could people reach out to you on social media, and what else you got going on? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my outro time uh, to do a little differently because we are pretty much all on vacation right now. I don't have any shows coming up. We might do a PM in the PM next Thursday. We'll see if there's anything to talk about. And Steele and I might do New Year's Day living split screen but otherwise we're all on vacation hey look first of all boom 
Again, thank you for the opportunity you gave me this year. Um, My pleasure, brother. I, I you cannot, earned it. <laughs> I, I know, but I cannot tell you how, from from the bottom of my heart, how much it means to me. Everybody that gave me an opportunity, and I just wanted to thank you, Boom, for it. Um, it means the world to me. Thank uh, you. you know, Zemi, Archimedes, Map, Three Bit, all my extended family on this show and all my other shows. Thank you all uh, for welcoming welcoming me into this community. Um, I like to say that. You know, this pandemic and everything that's happened in the world has really created a lot of awfulness for a lot of people. Yes. Um, it's been rough on all of us, I think, in, in one sh one form or another. But at the end of the day, the memories that I'm building for somebody who never thought he was going to be here right now doing this, for somebody who just thought he was going to be in the chat, chatting away and listening to other people. These memories that I'm building right now and the friends that I've met through social media uh, over the past year, and I call you my brothers, I call you my friends, my extended family, all of you, it means so much to me that I take that with me. Um, you know, hopefully when my time is up, I'll have time to reflect. These memories here will be part of that reflection. And that's something that can never be replaced. So love you all, brothers. Uh, love we everybody love you just in as this much, community. Brother. Yes. Um, chat. You guys, absolutely all the familiar faces, all the new faces each and every week. It is my privilege to be able to come on the show and to have anybody want to listen to me. Um, and all of you that go out and support every day, again, that's where I started. I love you all and nothing but respect for every single one of you. Whether you create content, whether you listen to content, you're all a part of this community, yes. and this gaming industry. And this is something special and it can never be replaced. So thank you all. I want you to all have a happy holidays. Again, remember real life. Hug those closest to you. Make Indeed. sure you tell them that you love them. All that good stuff because you never know, right? We we, we should have learned that over this past couple of years. You just never know what's going to happen. So make sure to keep those closest to you and make sure that they know. Anybody who's struggling during these times, been there myself as well. Look, you're not alone out there either. So reach out if you got if you don't have anybody, reach out. DMs are always open. Yes. Uh, there's always somebody here to listen to you because I know this can be a tough time. But please have a happy holidays. Also, take some time for yourself and enjoy some gaming as well because that's what we're all here for too. So, but uh, it's Play golden age of gaming. It's actually really it's good. It is. I'm, it's a chill game. It's quite great. Enjoying it's it. Fantastic. Um, just get out there. It's a golden age of gaming. Play what you love. Love what you play. <laughs> I do love you all. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. If I don't uh, talk to you or see you before then, but uh, anyways, enjoy it. Thank you all again, and we'll talk to you real soon. Yeah, thank you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Now you you are considered a brother. We talk on the phone. A lot of people don't know that. I, most most of the people I talk to, we we actually talk like brothers. Call, check on them, see how the family is doing, and we love having you a part of this show. Uh, it has been my privilege to work with you each and every week. And uh, I look forward to our 2022 uh, real quick, Smitty Smith, generous and good friend of both Mrs. Boomstick and myself drops an outstanding $20 super chat and says, happy holidays to the panel and chat salute the book of X. Thank you so much for that brother. And of course, leaving us very sadly, but again, what he's going into is something he wanted and he got it. And I couldn't be more proud of him. Uh, he'll be back. Zemi Games, uh, you have been a part of my YouTube journey since the beginning. Um, and you have schooled me in ways that I didn't know about and how to make this a very successful uh, you know, channel. And you have helped me with that. By all means, 
tell everyone where they can check out theconstantgamer.com. Where could people reach out to you and strike <clears throat> up a conversation and where you might be in a couple of weeks? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you will be reprising your role as co-host at some point. Um, yeah, but again, hopefully. yeah, absolutely. Hopefully for sure. But please uh, t take your final curtain bow, my friend. There you go. Uh, no, I don't know how I'm going to follow after after what Pong just did. That that was uh, that was a fantastic outro, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Boom. I, I've been on uh, you know one uh, one of many of your shows for the last four. I think you've been years, on every over show. Four years. What's that? I think you've been on every show. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. Uh, it, it, you know, crazy. Um, but yeah, you know. So anyway. In short, the the Constant Gamer YouTube channel, which I always you know announce and talk about at the end of these outros, I'm pulling back from that, guys. Um, so there's probably not going to be any sense. new content on that yeah. YouTube channel for a very, very, very long time. I'm not going to say never, ever. I'm just going to say for the foreseeable future, there's not going to be any content on there. Uh, same with ConstantGamer.com. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to follow what I'm doing, all that different stuff, the best place to do that is on Twitter at Zimmy Games. Uh, you know, of course I just landed a new job. It's not gaming related, uh, but it's a, honestly a great opportunity. And that's why I'm unfortunately, uh, you know, leaving, um, this show as a, as a permanent, uh, you know, panel member. Hopefully though, I will be back. Uh, I, yeah. you know, like I said at the very beginning in the intro, I'm like a cockroach. You can't crush me. I'm always going to come back. Right. Um, but definitely keep an eye on my Twitter account, uh, next year. Uh, because I do have some really, really big news coming next year. And it is gaming related. I can't talk about it, but it's really big. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but, you know, definitely keep an eye out on Twitter if you want to uh, check out and see what that is. Uh, probably middle of uh, 2022 is whenever I'm going to uh, bring it out and, and, and talk about what I've been working on uh, for roughly the last year or so, uh, yeah. you know, gaming related. But uh, boom, as always, man, it's uh, it's been, you know, a pleasure. And uh, hopefully I'm back on the show, uh, you know, in some capacity sooner rather than later. Yes. Well, we, we, we look forward to even if you guest <clears throat> only on certain like big events, you find yeah. a way to get yourself in there. We will welcome you with open arms. And of course, uh, I want to close out the show that uh, something again, I, I hope you don't get bored of me saying it because it's something that made me the man that I am today. And that's something that my dad taught us. And I think now when you look at the world, the current scope of the world, uh, it's it's a scary place. Uh, Pong said, hug your loved ones, tell somebody you love them if you do, because you just don't know whether it be from COVID, whether it be from the mass violence that has erupted around the world. Uh, it, it's uh, It's important to uh, take don't don't take things for granted. And uh, as my father used to say, and he is my hero and always will be uh, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Happy holidays. God bless. And of course, we hope that you have an incredible New Year's Eve and a safe 2022. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next year.